Good morning. Before we get into the Bible Reading Plan podcast, I wanted to give a disclaimer that this podcast was recorded before the coronavirus pandemic. Since then, we have changed our rhythms of gathering, and any announcements during this podcast may be incorrect. So for any announcements or logistics mentioned in this podcast, please double check against the website, victorypoint.org. Thanks. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. All right, welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. I'm Brendan, and welcome. Today's Monday, the 16th of March when this is dropping. It's actually much earlier than that, that Ryan Anderson and I are sitting down. Ryan's our guest for this whole week, and he's going to be joining me in reading through the scriptures. We're sitting at the Learning Center at Western Theological Seminary, the sweet space. Yeah, it's good to be with you today. How do I look? How's my hair? <laughs> you, have a, you have a look for radio. <laughs> Thank you. I've always been told that. <laughs> no, I really like this space. It's like really um, bright and cheery and uh, very conducive. For the, There's like no one in here today. Absolutely. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's nice. Okay, so we're going to read scriptures first. Um I want to talk about a couple of things that are coming up. First of all, we have a night of worship and prayer, March 29th. Did you know this, Ryan? March 29th, we're having a worship night. That night sounds awesome. You did not know that? I did not. Okay. March 29th, uh, worship and prayer, 7 to 9 p.m. And then Whitecaps game. Did you know we're having Whitecaps game? Of course. All right. April 26th, after the gathering, and you can get tickets at the welcome table. Have you gone in the past? Have you gone to the White Caps? Or I, think is it I, I think I went the f- two years ago. That was my okay. first time, and I was unable to go last year. Were you there when we had the epic like um, food, uh, like hot dog eating contest? I did not. That was, um, yeah, I hope that we never do that again <laughs> because it was painful. Okay, um, Ryan, our scripture today is 1 Samuel 16 through, sorry, 1 Samuel 16, 1 through 13. Would you like to read that for us? I would. Okay, cool. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse of Bethlehemite. For I have provided myself a king among his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint me for the one, for me, the one whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him, trembling, and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. 
Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse came to Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shema pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for he will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David. From that day forward, Samuel then sent out and went to Ramah. All right, so that was kind of a long passage, but basically what happens is uh, Samuel is sent by God to go find a new king for Israel because Saul is not, God is not happy with Saul anymore. And uh, Samuel is afraid to go, but God says, take your heifer with you and pretend like you're going to go make a sacrifice. And then he has, uh, you know, Jesse bring all his sons out and he brings one son after the other. And Samuel keeps thinking, this has got to be it. They're tall, strong, handsome, like it's got to be the king. And he, and God says, no, not this one, not this one. And finally it comes to the last one. He's like, you don't have any other sons? He's like, yes, I do have one other, but he's going, he's tending the sheep. And so he goes and gets, goes and gets David and God's like, yes, this is the one. And, uh, and then he's anointed king. Okay. So I know that I, I, I don't know if I sent you the wrong scriptures, but you read a totally different set of scriptures for this week in preparation. So this is like, uh, you know, a hip shot. This is, uh, this is the first pass at this for today. What is the first thing that, that you go, okay, this is what I want to talk about in this passage. This is what grabs my attention first. Yeah. I mean, even at first glance, I loved the, um, the look that the Lord does not look upon the outer appearance, but looks at the heart. And that's how he chose the King. I think I was really struck by that because everyone's looking for a leader who is mighty in stature, carries spirit, himself or herself well, stands tall, proudly, and all his sons, he's presenting the best of his bat the best of his sons. He's gonna present the oldest first and be like, why not the oldest? Now here's the one right behind him. He's also great. Mm -hmm. He's also great. And then leaves David at home to tend to the sheep. He doesn't even he does completely disregards him as the youngest. He's like, here's all of my sons. Here's all that I have to present to you. And he's like, no. I'm not looking at their outward appearance. I'm looking at their heart. Hmm. And so the, 
And then when he's anointed at the end, the youngest who's, who's handsome, nonetheless, as it says there, but still just like, it's not about the outward appearance, even though that's what all of the mortals are seeing. Mm -hmm. God's looking on the heart. And so when he's anointed and the Lord comes mightily upon him, I think that that's, that's what just really stands out to yeah. me. I, I, even as you said, they bring the best out first. It made me think of the story of when uh, Jesus is at the wedding in Cana and the wine runs out. Yes. And um, so all the wine has been gone through. It's like, isn't there any more wine? And Jesus turns the water into wine. And then they say, you've saved the best for last. I don't know. That's why I, I don't know what the connection is there, but it made me think of that like, the last, the last shall be first, kind of the upside down kingdom where the things that we think are the best, uh, there's the best is still yet to come. You know what I mean? So there's some aspect to that, but also the, the outward appearance that people normally look to. Um, what do we think is, what do I think is most valuable or, you know, um, is going to be, you know, most popular or most praiseworthy by other people? And that's going to be different than what God values and thinks is most important. Um, and I think it says that the Lord looks at the heart. And so what kind of heart is he looking at? And I just, I saw that it says, you know, David was keeping the sheep during that time. Mm -hmm. and I thought, well, it's the heart of a shepherd. That's the kind of heart God is looking at. And I'd have no idea what the other boys are doing, what the other sons um, of Jesse are doing, what kind of hearts they have. Um, but I love that God picks the one who's tending sheep as if to say, yes. this is my heart is I'm a shepherd. I'm a good shepherd. And this one has my heart. Um, and so I'm thinking of a shepherd as a, this kid is protecting it. Later it says, you know, like he would uh, protect the sheep from, from lions and bears and um, leading them and feeding them and even, you know, mending them, uh, like helping heal them. Just think, man, that's that's the heart of God, right? Is to lead us and protect us and keep us and guard us. So I don't know, that that kind of stuck out to me too. There are other things in there too that weren't nearly as important, but I wanted to mention them. Like uh, even just Samuel's grief over Saul. You know, how long will you grieve over Saul and how um, grief is a process and it has a beginning, middle, and end. And there's sometimes an end to griefing and you go, okay, it's, I'm ready to move on into the next stage. But um, uh, so that was interesting. Just the setting for this, that Samuel's grieving Paul, mm. uh, or sorry, grieving Saul. And then also the thing about taking a heifer with you, almost like a cover, which mm -hmm. seems so weird that God would say, why don't you set up a fake sacrifice to me? Pretend like you're going to be sacrificing to me. And, and really I have other business for you to do. It just seems really like shrewd and, uh, like sneaky for, for, uh, for Samuel to be like, um, I would say that's, isn't that taking the Lord's name in vain or something, you know, like pretending to offer sacrifice, but really, but anyway, I just thought that was kind of funny, uh, like a, a shrewd aspect of this story, but yeah, I mean the, I mean, the cow seems necessary when the elders of the town come in trembling at yeah, Samuel, yeah. it seems that like there's a connection there between what Saul has been doing as the leader, mm -hmm. you know, like, Oh my gosh, here comes Samuel. Like this great leader is yeah. coming to our humble town. Like 
like trembling they're approaching him and it's like if he has this sacrifice it's like oh you're only oh, okay. you're, you're just here to sacrifice uh-huh. okay we're good <laughs> you're not here to uh-huh. do anything else in the town uh-huh. like just here to sacrifice okay do you come in peace mm-hmm. okay we can relax a little bit we know mm-hmm. why you're here and so if he came being like i'm going to take one of your sons to be the king of Israel, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think maybe those elders would be like, um, who, who do you want? Um, just take them, take them. <laughs> here's, here's the best that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I think, um, yeah. So for me, this whole passage is really about um, how God looks at our hearts. And I like what you said at the beginning where um, for us as leaders, I think there's an aspect of discipleship where everyone is a leader is in there. We're all called to be influencing other people and um, we're called to make disciples in that way. We're leading other people. And what's most important. What are the qualifications? Um, What qualifies me to be able to lead others or to be able to do ministry, to be able to make disciples. Um, It's the condition of my heart. You know, is my, is my heart, um, open to God? Is my heart um, seeking and desiring after the things of God? Is my heart like God's um, in terms of being like a shepherd? Or am I spending too much time trying to qualify myself, um, trying to make myself look a certain way or achieve certain things in order to prove myself um, and realize that God doesn't look at the outwardly appearances? Uh, that's for me what this passage is about, what it speaks to me. It makes me uh, kind of question what are my priorities during the day and how am I, how am I maybe accidentally or um, unknowingly valuing the things of the world and blinding myself towards the things God wants to show me or build in me? I don't know. How about you? Yeah. I think about um, who God chooses to be the carriers of his word. I think about like, I don't know why John the Baptist mm-hmm. stuck out to me yeah. being like, not the most glorious mm-hmm. or handsome or debonair guy that people would look at and be like, yeah, that's the guy who is coming to baptize Jesus to pave the way who's looked upon as this great leader and a great leader of the faith who is the, how the how the gospels open up is with John the Baptist baptizing. And then we see that we hear about his appearance and that it's why are people following this guy based Mm -hmm. on how he looks, but the heart and like what he puts into it and how he pours himself out and how he's humble before the Lord, despite what everyone is telling him. He says, I'm just preparing the way someone Mm -hmm. far greater than me is coming. And so fast forwarding to, all the people that God has chosen over this time to be the, to be these glorious figures that we hold so highly in scripture were people who were misfits and rejects and people who um, societally were, you know, outcasted and they're the people that we look to as our heroes. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Jesus, doesn't it say, prophecies about Jesus say, like, he wasn't anyone to look at. Like, he, you wouldn't have picked him out of a crowd. Um, he was kind of an ordinary guy, but he was he was filled with the power of the Spirit. He was anoint, He was God's anointed one, like David was, you know, yeah. but of course, a totally different thing. But cool. Thank, I'm really excited to pick up the rest of these 
some of these themes in the rest of the scriptures this week. It'll be cool to see how these echo through tomorrow's passage and the next one. So um, tomorrow, uh, what are we reading? We're reading uh, tomorrow's Tuesday. We're reading Psalm 23. So join us tomorrow, read Psalm 23 together and reflect on it. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen.